Welcome to Courageously Casey. I am your host, Casey Russell, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast is to share my story for His glory, and my prayer is that God will utilize me to speak to your heart and mind so that you too are able to confidently and courageously go after your God-sized dreams. Let's get right to it. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today you are in for a treat. I have my friend Rachel Nelson on today. And y'all, I was telling Rachel just a second ago before we started this that, you know, there's so many people that I could ask to be on this podcast. And I pray that, you know, the Holy Spirit will always guide me to the person that is on time, right? For a message on time. And so, um, not only is Rachel somebody that we've been friends for a long time, but um, we don't talk often. She's one of my friends that I can pick up where we left off. It's not awkward if we just text out of the blue. <laughs> um, and the Holy Spirit led me to Rachel. She was super receptive, like almost instantaneous, said yes. So I am excited for you guys to hear from her. Rachel is a busy mama of four babies, um, a wife to Jacob, and you guys, if you look her up, you're going to see this giant man's man, like, <laughs> but the softest teddy bear, that's, that's who she's married to, um, and they just balance each other really well, Rachel and I knew each other from my hometown, Elgin, so welcome, Rachel, to the podcast, thank you for saying yes to this. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm really excited to share. Um, I absolutely love my time with you. And I love that, like you said, we could just pick up and we don't skip a beat. That's that's the type of friendships that I need sometimes because in my season of life, I can't do that every day. I just, it's not, it's not there, but the friends that are rock solid that I can text to be like, Hey, I need you to pray for me, or I'm super proud of you, whatever that is. And I'm so thankful for you. Yeah. Same girl. Yeah. And I think there's just, there's a such a lesson just right there. Right. Um, we have such a world right now that is preaching this toxic thing of like, if you don't talk to them every day, if you're not invited to everything, if they forget to call you back, they're the worst friend in the world. And that's man, would that <laughs> get, you know, yeah, but that's me and you, but the world is saying that these people are just, you know, throw them away. And like, I would be totally thrown away by like a hundred percent of my friends if that was truly the case. Um, so, but you know what, God doesn't throw us away, you know? And so I feel like there's just so many things in grace and love that we get to show. So, you know, Rachel, the reason why I brought you on, well, there's so many reasons I kind of shared this when I, um, sent you a voice text, but you and Jacob's marriage I mean your story and um we're not going to probably get into all of your story today like I told you the Holy Spirit's going to guide you but um I know your story and to see you guys as married to see where you've come from um in your careers um how you've mothered and stewarded so well and um but also evolved you know I mean major evolved 
Um, I feel like, you know, when we first became friends, Ian was like this tiny little boy. And now he's like a man. He's a man. <laughs> and he's 20 next he's month. He's a man. 20, yes. <laughs> and, and just to watch that. But honestly, what I told you and what I want listeners to hear today, Rachel, is your guys' faithfulness. Um, through your life being a reflection of that and really an outward reflection, not to point towards y'all, you know, you guys, the cool thing about you and Jacob is that y'all don't take credit for anything. Um, (laughs) You do a lot of things that go unseen, but you are not a people that is self-absorbed. You're just not, you're, you know, you point to the one, right? Mm -hmm. And so kind of tell listeners just a little bit about, who you are, you know, and, um, give them a little insight of your life. Yeah. So, um, Jacob and I will actually be married 15 years in December, which is huge. I feel like I've been with him longer than I've been without him now in my life. Um, but our marriage has not always been a reflection of Christ. We were both two broken people that brought our own baggage into our marriage. And, um, Jacob and I can be very headstrong people. And when you have two headstrong people in a marriage, it's a little difficult. It's a little difficult. (laughs) Um, Amen. (laughs) uh, It's hard to submit to the Holy Spirit. It's hard to submit to your husband. It's, it was hard for my husband to love me the way Christ loved the church. It just, all these things that we had known, but it's hard. It is hard, hard when you bring that stuff into your marriage and, um, both Jacob's testimony is amazing and I absolutely love his testimony. Um, but cliff notes seven years ago, um, Jacob and I had gotten to a point in our marriage where I was like, I'm done. I can't fix you. I've tried all the things I've raised these children. We've done these things and I'm just, I can't anymore. And I told him I couldn't anymore. And I said, I'm like, God, I'm on my knees. (laughs) he's yours. I'm done. I don't want anything to do with him, you know? Um, and he knows that as well. And at the time that I was having that encounter with God, he had an encounter with God as well. And God, I don't know how else to say it, but he has healed him from his addictions. And Jacob is a different man. And it wasn't something that was easy to walk through. It was something that it was a commitment to each other and a commitment to God and a commitment to our vows and to our children. Because if I had taken that easy route and did what the world was telling me to do and just been like, Oh, you know what? You're a loser right now. And I'm going to go find what's bigger and better for me. All of yeah. these blessings now we would never have experienced. And so I'm grateful for it as embarrassing as it is to, t- to talk about that's my story. And that's his story as well. And so Jacob got sober and our lives changed and we a hundred percent surrendered to God and we served our community and we served our friends and we opened up our home and we dug into scripture separately and together. Um, and we got to a point where we just felt like we were just surviving, you know, going through the motions of the day, like, okay, you're off to work at this time and I'm off to work and I have to drop kids here and we've got practice there and just surviving and not 
enjoying life and living life together. And something that's always been important to Jacob and I is travel, right? Our first like real thing we went, uh, we travel, we don't do birthday parties with this dumb favors and all that stuff. Like we take our kids (laughs) on trips. Um, I would rather spend the money on an experience with them that they're going to remember than to invite a class full of kids that I don't really know. And their parents really don't want to be there on a Saturday. (laughs) Right. Um, And so we took a trip and that trip that we took, um, we just asked God to open our eyes, open our eyes to doors that we need to walk through and close the doors that we don't need to. And homeschooling was laid on my heart. I was a public school teacher. That was not my mission field to be a homeschool parent. I was supposed to be at the public school. (laughs) And at the same time, God spoke into my husband's heart of, you have to start your own. You've got to start your own business or you're never going to be free. And I told him I was putting in my resignation and he told me he's starting a company. So (laughs) that was three, four, four years ago now. Um, and it was a scary thing to walk through, but both of us felt extremely convicted that this is where God was taking our lives. Um, and then things were going good and 2020 hit. And, um, I think that changed a lot of people and it was very lonely and trying to do homeschool and not being able to go into any of the places that make homeschool fun and, like, yes. I'm not trying to lock you into the house. Everybody's locked down into the house. Um, yeah. And so once again, it was like, all right, God, we're in this position again. We're going to have to sell off equipment. What, what are we, why are we doing this? This, this seems ridiculous. And we got a phone call. Hurricane Laura had happened. And a friend was like, hey, do you guys want to come down here and help with hurricane relief? that's not our thing, Casey. We do structural steel. Like it's, it's just, it's not our thing. And Jacob's like, we've been asking for a door open. Sure. Is this the door? It's wide open for us. We asked our crews, everybody was on board. All of our things set up to be mobile, like all of the steps ahead of time. Like we just basically had to pack a bag to go and it was set up. And all along the way, God has reminded us of his faithfulness. And we got here to Louisiana from central Texas and the people here are just so, they were so excited to have help. Um, and the devastation was horrible, horrible. And we used to think, you know, storm chasers, like they're, they're bad people. Like, no, there's good people who genuinely want to help. And whenever those people are there and they need that help, it's amazing. It is, it is literally hands and feet work of God going and serving people that might've had their whole lives turned upside down and you're able to provide some sort of stability for them. Um, and we fell in love with it, like all the things. So we, all right, we're going back and forth, back and forth. What do we do now, God? What do we do now? the freeze happens burst pipes in our house we the only side of our house that was broke that was broken was the side we had not renovated yet right okay so pause right there because you guys when she's talking about house just to kind of paint a picture she's talking about their house in central texas 
So they still had this, well, not just a house, y'all had a place, you had land, you had a guest home. Um, like y'all, y'all had poured your heart and soul. I'd watch, you know, um, and what she's talking about, it was the only part they hadn't renovated. They had taken a house and totally done the DIY um, because they're both super talented. <laughs> but, but when she's talking about house, she's saying part in Louisiana, like Jacob was in Louisiana majority of the time, you and the kids would go by camper, right? Mm-hmm. And go mm-hmm. visit. So just for a picture of this, because this is, I feel like this context is so important because right here, Rachel, is when a lot of people, because I mean, literally y'all are in the storm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and they would say, no, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not pressing forward. Okay, so I just wanted to, like, make sure that people didn't think that y'all had some house in Louisiana because you didn't. No. Nope. This was the nope. house you're talking about in Central Texas. Okay, keep yes. going with your story. Yes, so we did We did buy a camper, and the girls and I came, um, and we had gone from our big acres of land to a square, an RV yeah. park square. And my kids have always been country kids. They've always been able to run around. And all of a sudden I'm like, no, here's the boundaries. Don't talk to strangers. Like <laughs> it was hard. I got a dog in the RV. Why, why, why did I do that? I don't know. Um, but I love her <laughs> and I needed something to remind me of home because we had animals and livestock and yeah. I needed the home feeling. I, I, having a dog, there is home. I don't know. Um, so we got to the point where it was like, all right, then the market was changing and it was like, God, we bought, we bought a fixer, Casey, we bought uh-huh. a fixer and we, like you said, we poured heart and soul into this house and made it a home. Yeah. And that's, that's what we did. And then whenever we had done the final part, it was just like, okay, we put this much money into it and the market exploded in central Texas and almost to our shock, our realtor saying, nope no, we need to list it at this price. We're like, what? This house? No. She's like, yeah, yeah. And I think you'll get more than that for it. No, no. Turn around. God's faithful. (laughs) God is faithful. And I'm not saying, you know, it's, it's, it's not a magic genie. It's being in the word. It's praying with my husband that makes a difference. We don't pray every single day together, but I would say we don't, every other day. And it's real hard to be angry at a man that says, Hey, can I pray for you while you're throwing a yeah. fit? Yeah. <laughs> That's my Jacob. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he, he has that faith because he's seen God do great things. And he wants that for everybody because it's open yeah. for everybody. And so yeah, our story has some, some shame and some ugly, but God's taken that away. And he's Amen. like, you know what? There's, there's more people that are going through this and feeling hopeless and feeling like, you know, my marriage is so broken. It's not going to be fixed. This person's this way. I'm this way. Let's just call it quits. Casey, have you looked at divorce rates lately? They are astonishing. Oh my gosh. Astonishing. Yeah. And yeah. it's because broken people are trying to make a broken life. And they don't have the glue to put them together. You know, I fully believe that without Christ in my marriage, I would not have a marriage. I would be by myself. And the, the effects that it would have not only on myself, but on my children, 
and my children's mm-hmm. children's and the ripple effect that that hurt has on people. I pressed through, we pressed through, we had to press through. Um, And we ended up finding property here in Louisiana. Um, We have found a sweet little church. It has been an up and down transition for my girls really, because, you know, we took them from the only place that they've ever known and brought them to Louisiana and they were excited. Um, But then we bought property in the country and they were like, how are we ever going to make friends, mom? I can't make friends. Like we don't have a neighborhood. I don't have this. I don't, I'm homeschooled. And I said, you know what, baby? God knows the desires of your heart. That's he right. knows that you desire friendship, and He wants you to have those things. So I want you yeah. to pray for it. Pray about it, baby. And I'll pray with you about it. And we're gonna pray for friends. We're gonna pray that God brings friends into our life. And my girls are looking at me like, "Yeah, mom, really, mm-hmm. yeah. really." Yeah. We are sitting out. We are sitting out at one of the the, house, the houses on the property one night and out of our woods pops three little girls on horseback. No and my way. Husband, yes. And my husband's like, hey, hey, do you, are, will you come show your horses to my girls? They leave oh, and bring three more girls gosh. back. Casey, six little girls popped out oh, of our woods. And my girls are like running down here and Lottie looks at me with the biggest grin and she's like, mama, God provided friends right out of our woods. And I mean, that's the sort of things that when you're walking in obedience, it's hard. It's hard to walk in obedience, but you become your best version in that discipline. You become that best version whenever you reach out into those places and for my daughter to see God's faithfulness in something as simple as friends that makes an impact on her heart to know you know what God did this for me he's gonna do more for you and he's gonna do even more for every all these other people um and I love that I have the time to show them that to their little hearts because Mm -hmm. if I was gone working here and there I wouldn't be able to disciple them the same Um, and I'm grateful for it. And I know that it came from that choice to not give up when it was hard and to press forward. Um, so So many good things. (laughs) There's so many good lessons there. You know, you guys, if you're, if, when you're listening this to this, like, I just, I'm just in awe, like, I knew that God was going to do something because when I just say like, Holy Spirit, I mean, the right person, like this message is so on time. And as I'm listening to you, I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. You know, so many good things there, Rachel. Um, You know, you said that you guys press through, but if you're a listener here, what she means by that is because they press through because they pressed in, they pressed in, you know, together and through Christ, you know, so many people nowadays, let's just talk a little bit about the marriage thing. Um, and I'm no marriage expert. I've only been married for four and a half years, but, um, I would just say that so many people now they want to say, he saved me, she saved me. And then, and it, it, you know, and once that honeymoon phase is over, they realize, no, they didn't save you. There's only one savior. There's only one savior. Right. 
Um, and it can feel that way, right? Like Colton and I's experience being two single parents, you know, for a glimpse there, we kind of felt that, oh, you saved my life. You brought it all together. Because that's all the hormones or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but once all that's gone, um, and I'm not saying that love is lost because that's not what it is, but that's like this adrenaline high that inevitably does go away, right? Um, you gotta have something like you're saying is the glue. And so, you know, if you're a listener today, whether you've been married for six days, six years, 60 years, I feel like that's just such a good lesson and a reminder of like, don't press through just together and on each other, press in, press in, you know, um, because he can mend. You know, we, the Bible says, right, that he mends the brokenhearted and he stands near. He stands near beside, right? Um, you know, our, our pastor talked about Sunday about how cool is it that we serve an omnipresent God. So he's not just before us and he's not just behind us. Like, Rachel, he didn't just step in in our ugly past and he's not just in our future because we know he holds our future. But he's he's like right beside us right beside us all the time and how comforting think, is that though like to know yeah. you're not alone in it you're not alone because I think especially in our day and age with technology people struggle with loneliness and you're not you're not yeah. he's with you um and the way to dig into that you know people are like well I don't feel God or I don't do this it's like well how do you grow a relationship you have to spend time with them if you're never spending Amen. time with the person, you're not going to know who they are. So are you spending right. time with them? Are you telling him about your day? Are you telling him about your heart? Yes, he knows, but he wants you to come to him. And, you know, the word is something that's anchored me through so many things in my life because I know that strong foundation and I know that that's true. And I've been able to hold on to those promises and know, Casey, when I prayed about this, <laughs> God is faithful. He's so mm -hmm. faithful in all of the situations. He's so faithful and he's with us. And, you know, you might be going through that storm or you might have just gone through it or there might be another mm -hmm. storm headed up, but you have to have that I anchor. Mean, yeah. You have to have that anchor because it's going to happen in relationships, any relationship, your husband, your sister, your friend, there's times that it gets rocky. You don't see eye to eye. There's something that happens that's out of your control. You have to have something that goes back to ground you. Um, and I think that's, that's the only, that's the only way that my marriage is successful is that grounding on Christ. And I'm so thankful that that's available for everyone. It's for all people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love that. And then you know, the next thing, Rachel, is just like the friendship thing. That really, you know, we're in that season right now. We have been in this new place for about a year. Um, we've been praying for friends and and not just acquaintances. I feel like, especially in a social media world, we all have like thousands of acquaintances, you know, um, and it can sometimes be weird because you really feel like you know people because they... I mean, they tell their life on social media. It's like somebody could probably say like, 
where I live, my kids' names and my favorite color is green without ever even meeting me because they follow <laughs> me on social media, right? Yep. Um, yep. But do they actually know me? You know what I yeah. mean? And yeah. so just, I love, you know, that you have prayed for that. And um, we're going to talk about some things that you're doing in your community that you shared with me about a week or so ago. And um, but I, I just get chills when you say like, you know, your girl having that heart for friends because, you know, we've had these conversations, especially with Lincoln, our oldest, uh, you know, about, yeah, you want friends, but you don't want any, you don't, you know, mm -hmm. you don't want the bottom of the friend tree, yep. right? <laughs> and it's hard to, it's, it's hard to explain, you know, that low bearing fruit. It's hard to explain that to our kids. But that's part of us um, on discipling them on what kind of friendships we have, you know. Yeah. And I, I know that, um, like Lincoln, she'll go, Mom, you know, you have these friends, but they're like they don't live close. A lot of my closest friends don't live close; they just don't. But they're my solid, you know, yep. they're they're the ones. So I love that. Just so simple <laughs> reminder that he sees our need and he yes. meets our need in the right time. You yep. know, because you y'all y'all could have prayed for friends for your girls, and then you know I know that you take them on adventures or to the local yes. library or to the park, and they could have met on that day, right? But that mm -hmm. didn't happen. No. Like, and so I love that. I love that. <laughs> so tell people kind of not only have y'all made friends and are doing that, but what have y'all got going on in Louisiana? Um, and like. Tell us about that because he's been faithful in that too. Because in, in Elgin in Central Texas, y'all were serving in the church. And so you when you kind of transition out, it's kind of like, well, where's my identity? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. so talk about that a little bit. So that was really difficult and COVID kind of sparked all of that stuff. Um and you know it's always been important for us to serve and to show God's love to people with our actions. And, um, then when COVID happened and everything got shut down, it was like, what do I do? What do I do with these hands? What do I do with my feet? Like I, I'm, I'm stuck here. They won't let me go. They, I can't even smile at people because you're making me wear a mask. They think I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then coming to Louisiana and not having a church home and not having the community here already set up. Um, and you know, that was, that was really hard on both of us. And Jacob and I were talking one night and he was like, but God didn't have a church building. He went out, Jesus went out to where the people were and he came to their hurt and he came to these things. And Casey, this, this man preaches to my heart all the time and he doesn't even realize it. He tells me whenever I'm starting to get anxious, like Rachel, doesn't God love you more than the birds? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does love me more than the birds, you know? <laughs> and so in Louisiana, I set out to do that. And, um, of course we've been serving through hurricane restoration and rebuild and just meeting all sorts of people. Um, and it has been absolutely amazing to be able to walk through that and, We've, I've visited different local churches and like, honestly, Casey, I didn't have anybody to go with me. And that uh -huh. used to be something yeah. that hung me up a lot. Like I would see something and want to go, but if I didn't have somebody to go with me and hold my hand, like 
I wasn't going, I was going to stay home. Right. <laughs> um, and I got to a point where God was like, no, like, go on, Rachel, yeah. like you got this, <laughs> you know? Um, and I just started going, I looked up churches and I looked up Bible studies and I looked up women's conferences. Um, and I started to put myself out there by myself. People think it's strange, Casey. I'm going to tell you, they, they're like, oh, well, where's your group? Or who'd you come with? And I'm like, by myself. They're like, oh, where are you, where are you from? I'm from Texas. Oh, why are you in Louisiana? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm lost. Um, and I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm, I prayed for community. I wanted that community mm. too. And um, it's hard. It's hard to build community because people have walls built up and they don't really want community, but we can't no. become who God has intended us to be without community, without discipleship, without those friends. there saying, Hey, I see you and you're struggling. Let me come alongside you and encourage you, or let me watch your kids so you can go on a date night. Let me we put a roof on our house. And Casey, I had just neighbors stopping by to come and help put a roof on like, Wow. That's, that's just part of God's faithfulness. But, um, when we were looking for land, we're also looking for a church and we drove, we drove past this little church. It's, it's little. Um, and outside was a group of probably like 10 little girls around our girl's age. And my husband's like, Oh, there's friends, there, girls. Maybe we should go to this little church. Um, and I was like, yeah, it's right next door. Casey, we can ride our side by side to our church. Oh my gosh. How yeah. cool. Very cool. Um, and in that time, I we just we serve. That's what I that's how I know how to make friends, maybe, is that yeah. I get to know people where they're at doing those things. Um, and so I've been invited to speak a few times at some different events and I'm doing a women's Bible study now at this church that has not had anybody to lead a Bible study since COVID. Yeah. And I see so many capable women that know the Lord that could do it, but they are lacking that confidence and God saying, Rachel, go show. You do it. Tell. Yeah lead back to me, you know? Um, and God's been so faithful with that. And now there's another hurricane that is coming. Um, and we have completely built a business and a life around being able to go and to help and things are mobile. And Jacob actually left yesterday to, um, Florida to start mobilizing things because the hurricane that's headed there is, is not good. Um, so the next few months, our life is going to be a little hectic and a little crazy because I'll be helping the girls and the farm and all the things and going back and forth to Florida. Now, um, they're like, we're not moving to Florida. Are we? And I was like, no, we're going to Louisiana. Um, but we, it, it's an opportunity to go to a need and to physically yes. be there and to help and, that is something that God's put on both of our hearts. I always tell my kids, if you are having a crappy day and you can't find anything else good in your day, go do something good for someone else. So good. go help somebody else, go serve someone else good. and you'll be blessed by it. You know, um, you think that you're going to help that person, but in reality, God shows you things about your own character in that to refine and 
to draw you closer to him, you know, and it doesn't have to be a lot. It could start with a text message. It could start with, I don't know, just small things matter. And God sees those small things. things do matter. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just so proud of y'all, you know, because, um, God gives you know, my whole slogan is my story for his glory. And in y'all's life, that's exactly what's happened. Right. Um, I just think if you're a listener, like be encouraged, number one, that you're not too messed up, you know, um, but be willing to be vulnerable and get belly to belly with people and say, this is where I've been. This is where I've come from. And let me tell you about where I'm at now, not because of me, but because of him. Um, another thing, get ready to step out and go, right? I mean, how many times in the Bible did Jesus say, go? And literally that's the word he used. He used the word go, right? He didn't say like, stay and think about it a little bit longer. Yeah, no. He said go. And um, I feel like there's so many people that are like, okay, well, I, I will go, but I need to think it. about it a little bit yeah. longer, blah, 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 you know, <laughs> or I'll go in, or I'll mm-hmm. go win, you know, and mm-hmm. none of that, that, that was not his command. His command was just go. And so yep. that's a, a lesson in of itself. And then to serve, you know, um, we have, we have recently become, um, part of a new church body as of this summer and um total god thing we weren't looking for a new church family um it it was just a really a god thing lincoln was going to go to camp with this church and so i said okay well let's actually go there a couple times so you can meet some of the kids that you're going to go with she knew one kid and so um but when we spent god just revealed himself in a big way and i was like whoa are you there's something here, you know, and, um, Colton went the next week with me. Um, he was out of town the first week that I went and he said, like, this is where we're at. And, you know, the thing that I love about um, where we're at now is they are so big on serving and serving where you can, because so many people get confused, Rachel, that it has to be a podcast, that it has to be a, a a leadership thing, that it has to be a stage or a platform or a social media following or writing a book or all these things but like isn't the janitor at church super important (laughs) you know i mean it aren't the women that wash the dishes after the potluck super important yeah Mm -hmm. isn't the greeter at the door like have you ever walked into a church and there's nobody welcoming and it's Mm -hmm. like oh right so isn't that just has a yeah just has a warm and welcome thing isn't that nursery worker that you know that your babies are safe aren't they important and so if you're listening to this and you say well how do i serve well what are you good at like is it just are you good at giving mercy and being merciful to people that when you see somebody that's strung out on drugs or you can tell has had a hard life or God forbid they're covered in tattoos, Rachel, um, that they are welcoming. <laughs> you know, My I mean, are you <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a heart for the homeless or for the people in need? 
you know, um, or even just serving your neighbor and being yeah, kind to your, your neighbor. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a lost art in our day and age because everybody's go, go, go. And well, I don't have time for my own stuff. How could I have time for their stuff? And, you know, yeah. that's where the loneliness comes in because you didn't make time to build your relationship. So they don't know who you are, you know, and yeah. It can be simple things, having conversations when people are walking their dog or just being kind. That makes a huge difference in how somebody remembers who you are. Being kind, listening to other people, making it about that other person and not yourself and learning about them to be able to connect. That's something that Jacob does immensely well. I joke around and say he can make a friend with a brick wall because he'll find something in common with anybody. And Casey, he's yes. been in some questionable places with hurricane yes. rescues and he will make friends with every single person he meets, find something in common, some person they know together. Um, but then that opens up somebody's heart to be able to hear the gospel. Yeah. It opens somebody's heart to hear the gospel from you and to be open to, to even hear what you have to say so that you can show Jesus to them. So how you treat others and serve others is how you show Jesus, you know? Well, you know, um, so this podcast will come out, um, October 3rd, but so this past week's podcast, um, was about in James where it says faith without works is dead and how, you know, that's what you and that's what you and Jacob are doing with your life. You have the faith, mm-hmm. but the work and your lives are are they are testimonies of that. It's not that you and Jacob just have faith. It's not that God has just been faithful in your lives and he's brought you through things. The way that y'all outwardly show Jesus is seen in your fruit and it's believable because you are out there doing it. And so um if you guys, if you didn't listen to that podcast, go listen to it because that that verse gets so convoluted. People really don't know what it means, but Jacob and Rachel Nelson are a really good example of what that means. That um, if you have faith, but you're not doing with anything, doing anything with it, with what you proclaim as your faith, then you have dead faith. And if you actually are out and doing things and showing people the love of Christ and being approachable and approaching others, then your faith is alive. And so, um, yeah, I mean, if, if you see Rachel and Jacob, you're not going to see them without a smile. These people have like perpetual smiles. You know, the people, these are the people I know that you can't see them on the podcast. Y'all can go look them up, but both of them have these smiles. They do. And I feel like, um, that's a gift that God's given y'all, right? We were all given different gifts. Um, I don't feel like, I, I mean, I like to smile, but that is not my gift. I don't have this like, per, I'm not like radiating that out of me, um, but you guys are. And I think it's such a good thing. It's such a cool thing that um, people are attracted to y'all because you have, you have the light of Christ about you. And I know that that wasn't always the thing. And um, if you're a listener here and you go, well, I want that. Okay. Well, you, like Rachel said, it can be given to you, right? Like people are attracted to light. And just to kind of wrap this up, you know, Rachel, I, I feel like um, people need this reminder that people 
were attracted to Jesus because they wanted what he had. Not in earthly possessions. It wasn't that. That's not what they wanted. They wanted what he had, meaning the joy, the peace. They wanted that. And so when people are, they are attracted to you guys, they are seeing your lives and they're going, okay, this girl just walked into this Bible study. She has nobody with her. She says she's from Texas. I think she must be a little whacked out, but that's what she has, right? (laughs) They do. They want what you have because they go, how do I get that? And so in turn, Rachel, they're intrigued and they're, they're wanting to be a part of your life. And so that's where God, and I get to share my story. Yes. That's where I get to share my story of my mess that God has made absolutely beautiful. And I, we are not perfect people. We are still sinners. We still argue. We still have our things and we both fall short, but it's going back to that, to that rock of where do I stand and who am I to Christ and knowing how faithful he's been and he's going to do it again. And he's going to do it for more people. And that's where my hope comes from. That's where that light comes from that. I want people to know that your life could look really sucky right now. It could be really bad and God can turn that around into something absolutely irrecognizable. Like our, our whole life, I feel like has changed in the past four years because we have relentlessly been obedient to God and went where he's led us and he's blessed us immensely because of it. And we don't share the, we don't share all of it, but it's just, it's, well, it's, it's just, it's not supposed you know? to be all shared, you know, it's not uh-huh. supposed to be all shared. Right. Um, and you guys just uh, final thoughts here, you know, when, when Rachel is talking about, and I've shared this in our lives, like, I mean, whoa, just traumatic, drastic change. But what happened was, is that, we didn't just say with our mouths, we didn't just have empty words of God, we want to change. We were like, God, we want to change and we're willing to do whatever it takes. We're willing to do whatever it takes. And so just know that you guys, um, anytime you hear these kind of stories, it didn't just, there wasn't just words spoken and then there was no effort put behind it. There was a yep. lot of work. Yep. It went hand in hand, right, Rachel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It's it's yeah. never an overnight thing. And it's something that I feel like we're gonna we're gonna have to work on until we see Jesus again. And I'm thankful right. for that work. And I'm thankful for, you know, putting us in the fire to, you know, melt away the sludge of our life so that I can be more like Christ. And that's what I'm going to try to do. And sometimes it's painful because, you know, dying to yourself is not always fun. <laughs> Um, or, you know, being humble to your husband is not always fun, um, (laughs) but God calls us to it, you know, and when we're faithful to that, he doesn't want us to live this boring, like rule following sad life. He wants us to have a full abundant life. And that's why he lays that down for us because he wants fullness for us. And that's for everyone, Casey, like I, I share because I know the goodness and I want others to have that goodness, you know? Amen. And that's what we're supposed to do. That's what we're supposed to do, you know? 
So, well, thank you, Rachel, for sharing today. I know that this is going to resonate with so many hearts. And um, you guys, y'all can go follow Rachel on Facebook. They um, share, you know, some of their stuff that's going on. I appreciate what y'all do um, with the hurricane relief because I have never been, I've actually never even seen um, that type of thing, like the devastation. But I'm so thankful that there's people that are willing, you know, to go and say, send me, I'm here, right? Um, in those situations. So we're praying for Florida, for, well, really all those coastal, I mean, Cuba, all of that, right? Um, it's being affected. So um, we know that, that there's a storm, but God's in the midst of it. So um, I'm going to pray us out and we'll wrap this up. Okay. Thank you, Father God, for today. Lord, I I praise you for Rachel Nelson. I thank you for um, her friendship. God, I thank you for bringing um, her into my life when we both lived in Elgin, Texas. God, I thank you for um, Jacob's life, Lord, and their marriage. Lord, I thank you for their three daughters and their handsome son, God, um, and their their lives, Lord. I thank you for this message today, and I pray that every listener here is able to just open their ears and their heart, God, and that they are receptive, Lord, that they, they can relate. And whatever they needed to relate, God, that the words off of Rachel's or my lips um, wouldn't be of us, but only of you, God, and that that would be what they get. Um, Lord, that we would be reminded that this isn't our life to live on our own, God, that we get to partner with you um, and we get to proclaim your name because of the faithfulness in our, in, your, in our lives that you've come and rescued us and redeemed us, God. And Lord, I thank you that in the middle of our mess that you've gotten to turn it into a message. Um, God, I thank you for Rachel and Jacob's obedience, Lord, and their faith, their great immense faith that they've gotten to show over these last few years. Lord, I thank you for what they're doing in Louisiana and the surrounding areas. Um, Lord, I thank you for just, you know, prospering their lives and this business that they were obedient with. Um, So, Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we honor you. Amen. Amen. Hey, friend, I pray that this podcast resonated with you today. If it did, would you please do me a favor? Take three minutes and give me a review. Five star is obviously the best. And in the comments, write how God spoke to you today. Also, if you are not already, please, please, please follow me on Instagram and on Facebook at Casey Graham Russell all together. I would love to connect with you over there. And if you haven't checked out my website, CaseyGrahamRussell.com, we are constantly updating things. I'm sending out emails and just trying my best to give you guys more tools to live out your God-sized dreams. Until next time, God bless. And hey, guess what? I love you, but Jesus loves you so much more.